Welcome to the Degrassi Book Club. Two inebriated bibliophiles discuss the teen drama that is the Degrassi Junior High book series. Brought to you by the Degrassi AV Club. Hello and welcome to Degrassi Book Club. I'm Jason and here with Allison. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm pretty good. I'm coming off of a two-week sickness, so I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> I'm so glad I, I can wear your voice out with sound checks. <laughs> I know. I wanted to just get that in right away. If I sound extra crazy today, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <So>. Cold medications. <laughs> Cough drops, uh, steroids, delicious. all of it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> welcome yeah. home. How was your Thanksgiving? (laughs) Um, (laughs) It would have been better if I wasn't flattened sick the whole time, but it's all right. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, so today we're going to do Spike. um, Mm -hmm. And what we found out was that we have two different editions. I have the new school one and you have the original one. What kills me is that somebody actually edited this thing. Yes, because there's chapters added and, or not chapters, but paragraphs missing and added. (laughs) Yeah, so how crazy. I just, I just, it's so crazy to me that somebody actually went back in and I guess probably because it wasn't edited the first time. (laughs) I just assumed it was like a straight reprint, like nothing different. So you're following along with a book, bear with us with page numbers today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a free-for-all at this point. <laughs> All righty. Um, sh- well, I wonder if the back of our covers are the same. Ooh. I don't know. We All should right. have tested it. Well, I'll read mine since it's the second edition. And okay. so um, it's by Loretta Castellarin and Ken Roberts again. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Spike is 14 years old and pregnant. After one mistake at a wild party, she now faces hard decisions and questions from her boyfriend her mother, the school, and even her friends. It's not easy, but Spike is no quitter, as she demonstrates in the stirring novelization of one of the most controversial and important storylines ever shown on Canadian television. Mine's different. I'm like, ready to throw in the fucking towel. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy. They even edited the back. (laughs) Go ahead. So you do your... Well, I have like a little bottom paragraph too but you go with your no read your bottom paragraph with these newly reissued classic novels degrassi fans of all ages can journey back in time to the original groundbreaking series that started it all meet your favorite characters when they were teenagers and discover why their stories of hope and heartache are as relevant today as they were a generation ago all right all right, I didn't let me say anything yours. about editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so mine. Spike, 14, a grade 8 student and pregnant. Like lots of teenagers, Spike and Shane don't really believe that when they slip into the bedroom at Lucy's party, they could come out pregnant. But they do. <laughs> they in this come book, out pregnant. Sorry. I know. In this book, Spike tells what it's like to be in junior high and having a baby. So many decisions. So many questions, not to mention dealing with Shane, her mum, her friends, and Degrassi Junior High. It's certainly not easy, but Spike is not a quitter. She faces all her problems with honesty and a strong will, and finally, Shane does too. Wow. Yeah. All right, so we're apparently in two different book clubs today. It's crazy. That's why you're reading. I literally have a pen in my hand, and I almost threw it down. I was like, what the hell's going on? 
This oh is my nuts. gosh. That's, yeah. And we discovered this while we were going over notes, which we thought would take 10 minutes. And yes. it's in fact been an hour and <laughs> our boyfriends are probably packing up and moving out. It's <laughs> possible. Except they we might live be planning a trip to, so. Yeah, they're probably going to Cabo together. <laughs> Get us away from these two. <laughs> oh, goodness. That's All crazy. right. Yeah. Oh, goodness gracious. All right. Um, did I do my shout out to Janie? Not yet. Oh, my God. Shout out to Janie, who Hi, um, Janie. we love. Hi, Janie. <laughs> um, who's on a European three-week vacation because they get 700 days off a year. Um, but she has earned it. She's very much earned it. But she um, read has the Spike book and read along. So she um, had a quote for us to go over. So we'll do that later in this episode. But mostly, hi, Janie. I love that. Send yeah. Jason more pictures that he can forward me of you with the animals. <laughs> yes. <very good. laughs> I know. I sent her the prom pictures as well. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Those All right. Are you, good. Um, hmm? Do you feel prepared for your book report? Sure, about as prepared as I was in high school for a book report. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Sit on the bus uh, to your living room. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> All right. So we've got the book title, Degrassi Junior High, Spike. It's really deep. Yes. Uh, the author is Loretta Castellaran and Ken Roberts. So main characters, we've got Spike. And I wrote her as a 14-year-old punk rock girl. And awesome. Uh, we have Shane, and I wrote 14-year-old lame boy. Um, <laughs> undeserving of Spike's attention and affection. Uh, <laughs> and then if we're going for the adults here, I didn't even bother to give them names because they pretty much don't count. We know how, if anybody's listened to AV Club, they know how we feel about adults and storylines at this point. So <laughs> Spike's mom, young mom, semi-supportive, also pretty lame. Shane par Shane's parents are lame and old. And then, not really main characters, but because I love them so much, and they are throughout this whole book, mm -hmm. I've got the twins. <laughs> and I wrote, because they're awesome. And then Wheels, because he has his awesome feminist moments in this book again, just like he does in the first couple seasons of Junior High. He's a super supportive friend. So, um, those are my main characters. And then... Summary of what happened in the story. This story basically shows how, um, I think it really had to outline how Spike liked Shane because anybody watching the show would go, huh? Because it right. makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> so these authors really made sure that we found out that Spike liked Shane because he's kind of sensitive and a little sweet. And, you know, she sees, sees things in him that we as viewers do not see. So it's the story of um, them kind of seeing each other and them going to Lucy's party and having sex for five and a half seconds and um, <laughs> and Spike getting pregnant and then Spike having to deal with it right away and Shane really struggling with telling his parents and how long it took them and their whole journey. Um, so the thing I thought was interesting was that at one point, uh, Spike brings Emma to school, their baby, uh -huh. and the boiler did not seem to be broken on this day. So, <laughs> yeah, just thought that was an interesting little tidbit. Um, so, a quote from this book that I'm reading for this um, oral report 
is from page 42 in my book. Now it's the end of chapter five. I'm the old book version. So I just uh, thought this painted quite a picture of this, this whole book here. (laughs) So I kept on walking. I hadn't come to get an abortion. I just wanted to see what the clinic looked like and to know it was there. I stood in the shadows at the end of the block and watched cars drive back and forth and students from the university walk home from studying at the library. I half expected some black car to screech to a stop in front of the clinic and for a woman hidden under a dark cape to slowly hobble out. I imagined a police whistle blowing and every window and door on the street flying open as people pelted the woman with red paint. She'd collapse, crying on the steps. Quickly, men in raincoats would rush out of the clinic and grab her by the arms, pulling her inside as they fired their own paint pellets at the attackers. (laughs) Scene. (laughs) Okay. Why is the woman hobbling under the I don't cape? know. Why has she got a limb? Like, I guess I don't know. Is she pregnant and injured? I guess the moment you get pregnant, you suddenly can't walk anymore. Like, okay. I, I was like, this makes no sense. Did Streganona just come out of the limo? I'm so confused. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh, so, yeah. So that's my book report for today. What was your favorite part of the book and why? I think my favorite part of the book, we're going to hit in a quote, but I think it's just um, Spike slapping Shane because I feel like he really deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I would like to give you, um, let me look at all my points here. I think the only thing we missed today was your favorite part of the book and why, and we're going to get to that. So today you get an A minus. Nice. My Good high job. school ways. I know. Out for me. Well, and you'll probably earn some extra extra credit throughout the episode. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that because by the time I got to college, extra credit was my best friend. <laughs> yes. I, I will do anything for three extra points. <laughs> me, I'm the worst. I'm like, oh, I get extra points? Like in high school, I didn't do anything. And then I hit college and was like, I'm going to pay this off the rest of my life. I'm going to squeeze every I'm doing point everything. I can out of this situation. <laughs> I learned too much. Too much. <laughs> oh, boy. I still don't know how to do taxes. <laughs> uh, it's all right. I don't know about taking out too many loans, and now it's going to screw me the rest of my life. Oh, goodness gracious. Welcome to the American education system. Yeah. Cool. All right. So quotes and passages. Um, yeah. These are just little things that we loved, um, mm-hmm. which I start off with. Um, so on the new school version of the book, it's on page 12. It's in chapter one. and um, Shane and Spike have gone into the bedroom where they're engaging in the intercourse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, open up, Erica rattled the door again. I gave Shane a quick kiss and ran to the open door. Erica looked at us both suspiciously and then shook her finger like a parent. We all laughed together. So Shane and I had sex. If Erica hadn't knocked on the door, The actual sex part probably would have lasted longer. He was only inside me for about five seconds. It didn't even feel good. It hurt. (laughs) So 
I, I, from a few people, what I've gotten about uh, book club and when we were doing this book was, oh, everyone in my school took that out so they could read about the sex part. And if you had read this about the sex part, I would have thought, well, that doesn't sound very fun. I'll skip that. Exactly. <laughs> well, on the next page, I'm just going to slap onto that, even though we didn't talk about this. Yeah. In fact, I did forget, sort of. I mean, the fact that I'd actually had sex with someone wasn't something to forget, but it wasn't really sex, in quotes. I didn't even find out what his penis looks like. He didn't see much of me either. As far as I was concerned, we had practiced having sex, but we hadn't actually done anything. We hadn't actually done anything. Burn. (laughs) And I didn't even see it, so I'm not pregnant. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know if that appendage even exists. Right. It's fine. It's like, it was in the dark with my bra partially around my neck, choking me. Choking me. Uh, Great. That's for an advanced user, Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. All right. Well, you're up next on old school version page 30. Yes. So I'm not even quite sure. This is like... um, Chapter five, I think. It's chapter four. But Spike and her mom are talking all night and stuff. And and, um, so this comes out. May I interject? Yeah. This is where we realized we had different chapters. Yes. This is where (laughs) we realized we had different chapters. I was like, "Uh, no, page 30. And you're like, "Uh, no, page 29 or whatever. Well, and I have a whole paragraph missing at the beginning of the chapter. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. I guess it wasn't good enough. (laughs) So... (laughs) When mom decided to keep me, people were shocked. It was considered outrageous for an unmarried woman to keep her baby, like she was advertising her loose morals. That's it. I just love it. Just it's so baby, dramatic. Just being like all like fancy with your baby, like, ah, I had a baby because ah, I have loose morals. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing like dynasty or something, you know? <laughs> It's ridiculous. Oh, boy. Oh, my gosh. I know. Uh, all right. So, so Spike finally tells Shane, and they, he gets all mad about it because he feels like he should be able to tell her what he wants to do. Yeah. And so the first part where Spike goes wrong is she trusts the twins not to tell anyone. <laughs> and at the end, I made a little note that I was like, are the twins really awesome? Like, are they? And so we'll, we'll talk about their problem with secrets. But so uh, chapter seven, by the time I'd walked back across the field, half the school knew I was pregnant. Shane told them he was mad. I guess he was particularly mad that I suggested he might try to get out of admitting he was the father. <laughs> the twins told me that that had happened. <laughs> yeah, but also the twins already told everyone too. Yeah, of course they did. Come on. Oh my gosh. And um, I don't think that was in the episode. I think that's something that's unique to the book as well. Yeah, but yeah. there weren't many tidbits in this book that were unique to the book. Oh, but um, do you know what? So I'm up for the next one because remember in the episode when Spike has to go to like Teen Moms Club? Oh, yeah. The mo- just a bunch of unhappy pregnant girls sitting in a room. Well, yeah, it's your favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yes. New school virgin, 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 new school virgin, <laughs> new school virgin, page 58. Um, What chapter is it? Uh, la la la, Ch- chapter eight. 
Chapter eight, yeah. All it's right. page sixty one, sixty two in the old book. Okay. She arranged for me to join a support group for pregnant teenagers at the clinic. It was just for single mothers like me. We practiced our exercises and talked. I mostly went for the talking. <laughs> the group met in a bare room, mostly used for storage. There was a broken wheelchair in one corner and a junked photocopier in another. The maintenance man kept his ladder along one wall. We sat in a circle around a low coffee table. <laughs> it's so terrible. It's Everything so, about it sounds terrible. It, this is awful. And there was no coffee table in the episode, just so I'm saying, just so we know. <laughs> no, yeah, they were just sitting in that circle in all those rickety chairs, oh, a bunch of really God. unhappy pregnant ladies. None of them were happy. They all they looked, all looked like, like they should be smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> they all looked like they had the worst five seconds of their life, and now they were here. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. <laughs> it's true. None of them were very happy. That's very oh, true. And so, and then um, we come to the shout out to Janie. Mm-hmm. So. They all get handed an egg and they're told that they have to keep the egg, you know, safe and secure because it's just like an actual baby. Yeah. All right. So new school book, page 60. (laughs) Old school, 63. (laughs) Perfect. Some of them inspected each egg carefully, like they were lottery tickets. Others just picked the closest egg without looking. One girl casually tossed her egg into the air and caught it laughing. Do you have containers for us to carry them home in, I asked. Ms. Brown shook her head. Can we hard boil them so they don't break, asked the girl who'd thrown the egg in the air. (laughs) Would you hard boil a baby, Miss Brown asked. The girl started to laugh, but then she stopped. No, she said. I wouldn't. <laughs> Thank God you wouldn't. Because you'd be in jail. <laughs> this girl promptly went home and boiled her egg, cracked it open, sprinkled some salt on it, and ate that shit. She was oh, yeah. like, <laughs> she was like, shit, it's food. <laughs> yeah, I'm pregnant. I need some good protein. <laughs> yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> Goodness gracious! You know, on, on that note, I just have a dad joke in this vein. Oh, goodness. Um, Okay, go ahead. 66. Oh, brother, she said. I guess the yoke is on me. We both started laughing and made up egg jokes. It's just so bad. It's excellent. I love it. Oh, good. Why did somebody think that was a good idea? I feel like that's where Loretta Castellaren came in. Like, I feel like Ken Roberts wouldn't have done that to us. Really, I feel like Ken probably would have done that because it's a pretty uh, dad joke. We'll have to find out. All right, you're up know. again. So, page 99 in the old book. I didn't say anything for a minute. Oh, this is when mm-hmm. Spike gets called <laughs> into Doris Bell's office. So, um, they're talking about the meeting that they're going to have about Spike. So, I didn't say anything for a minute. Then I started crying. Doris opened a drawer and pulled out a huge box of Kleenex. I'm sure I wasn't the first student to cry in her office. I felt so awful. Shane and I had made a five-second mistake in a dark bedroom, and months later, 300 adults had signed a petition condemning me for what I had done. Oh, boy. They just keep digging. About that five-second mistake. That five seconds. Oh, my gosh. Well, 
my next note is at the end of the book about how Spike's mom is just really against her having mm-hmm. the baby. And she's like, Christine, this baby could ruin your life. And then Spike's like, did I ruin your life, mom? Did I? And my thought is, no, Spike, you enhanced her life. But Emma's not exactly going to not ruin your life. Yeah, Emma's kind of a total pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Gosh. Emma sticks her nose in where it doesn't belong um, all the time. Do you have your about your author's part? I do. Yeah. Mine's really brief. It's, it's nothing exciting. Really? Mine just says, yeah, Laura Castellaran was a writer and researcher on the original Degrassi Junior High television series, which is odd because uh, Loretta, sorry, I yeah. don't remember hearing her name. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I don't know. She's just probably um, part of the repertoire of writers. <laughs> <laughs> One of the rotating cast members who was in the background, she was probably like the checker at the beer store and we didn't notice it or something. Yeah. God. So mine's a lot longer. So oh, really? you have nothing about Ken Roberts either? Uh, mine is Ken Roberts is an award-winning author for children and young adults and chief librarian of the Hamilton Public Library System, which is rock star. I like that. I'm so glad he's so proud of that. Um, <laughs> so mine is Loretta Castellaran was born in Toronto and attended the University of Toronto, where she started studied Italian language and literature. She's studying in the magazine journalism program at Ryerson as well as working as a writer-researcher playing with Time Incorporated, the producers of Degrassi Junior High film series. So at this point, it's a film series. It's a film series. I see. We're watching some films up in here. Fancy. (laughs) So Ken Roberts is a writer and librarian living in Whitby, Ontario, Canada. Born in Florida, he attended UCLA and later moved to Canada, where he earned an M.A., in history at McMaster University in Hamilton <laughs> and a Master of Library Science at the University of Western Ontario in London. He's been storyteller in residence at the Vancouver School Board, a contributing editor of the publication Emergency Librarian, and has published three children's novels. Excellent. I think a I lot, a lot. more books later. He had a lot of books at, by. He had a lot recently. of books. Yeah, he's, he's written yeah. a lot. Oh, I haven't wow. read any of them, but do you know what the only thing I heard about that was that he's like an ex-American living in Canada successfully, and it means we can do this. I know that's <laughs> what I kept hearing too. Okay, I was like, and he went from two warm-ass places to like the frozen freaking tundra, and he's still alive. So that uh, means I can really do, do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a plan in effect. <laughs> I can live in Canadian land. Oh, dare to it. dream. That's my lottery wish. I would instantly be like, bye, ranch, Canada. Here we are. I would just want to live on Avery's property. Oh, I, w- I would just dress up like a cat and just, just run around <laughs> and see if she eventually just accepted me. <laughs> I think she would. <laughs> oh, God. I got. I'd be arrested dressed as a cat in Canada, and they'd be like, "You can never come back." I'd be so uh, sad. It would be amazing, but also horrifying at the same time. <laughs> All right. So for stuff we didn't know before, it's mostly you. It's oh actually all you. Who do I think I am? <laughs> <laughs> so page two. My real name is Christine. Everyone calls me Spike because of my hair. It's not punky. I like to think of it as chic, distinctive. My mother does my hair. It was even her idea, although I love it. 
She has her own beauty shop. So I guess I'm kind of a walking advertisement too. Now, no offense, Spike, because I love you so much. And you're pretty much, I think, 100% why I started watching the show. Your hairstyle is a little questionable and not (laughs) done very well. So I don't know what kind of advertising you're doing for your mom's beauty shop. There's also this weird thing where they always debate whether she's punk or not. Like, she's always like, I'm not punk. And it's like, well, I guess maybe because she was actually, like, in real life more into, like, the hardcore scene or whatever. But it's totally punky. I don't know. It's just weird that they're always like, it's not punk. Well, is it New Wave? Because she'd be like, no, it's not New Wave either. It's not New Wave either. She definitely has kind of, like, a punk hairdo. But then she listens to, like, The Cult and Pantera. So she just... Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know <laughs> the folks. She's <laughs> all over the place. She's her own cool, cool gal. Right. I don't know. Do you so, think? She, well, no, because she yeah. had the Pogues T-shirt before Patrick gets there, right? Oh yeah. Right. So she yeah. okay. All right. I didn't know if that was like. Did they interject that just for Patrick? But okay. I wonder if they brought him in as a character and she met him and was like, "Oh shit, I gotta one up <laughs> him and show him I know what's up." <laughs> I'm not punk, but I'm punker than you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like Spike would definitely call everyone a poser too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Poser. Yeah. Right. What'd you learn next? Okay, so here's another weird thing I learned next. And not surprisingly, I learned this from Erica. Oh. So did you do it just once? Asked Erica again. Well yeah, I said. Not even once, really. Erica sighed and took a deep breath. You're all right then, she smiled. You can't get pregnant the first time. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. Uh, Words of I wisdom. Mean, she's definitely a just the tip girl. <laughs> if you don't know what that means, stop listening to us. Um, but I, I feel like that's that sort of like level of sex education. And I also feel like Mr. Garcia prepared them better than they. Well, I don't know. I feel like Mr. Garcia would have done a better job as well. Yeah. Than that. But maybe she wasn't in Garcia's class. I don't remember. Uh, that's she what I was thinking been. too. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, right. and there's only like 25 people that attend the school, so she had to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so my last thing, yeah. which is a little horrifying, I'm hoping that this is just, oh. um, I didn't know that they did this in the, the 80s. <laughs> okay. Was when I was seven centimeters dilated, a nurse came in to prep me. She shaved my pubic hair and gave me an enema. Ordinarily, I would have been a little embarrassed, but I was barely aware of anything except the contractions were getting stronger and longer and closer together. So, I I guess because I don't have babies and don't plan on having babies, I didn't know that they gave you enemas? For those of you reading along in the New School version, that's chapter 13, page 101. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, So, oddly, I did know that this was a thing, um, and because I've heard of people... um, uh, pooping themselves while giving birth. So yeah, I there's guess a lot of a lot uh-huh. of talk of pooping, pooping on the table for sure. I feel like it's just pooping from there on out after you have the baby too. Because I was listening to a Reply All podcast the other day, and they were talking about like how many diapers you change as a parent, and it was like thousands. And I was like, it's just a lot of poop. Not interested. Nope. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm not interested either. Not at all. (laughs) 
I'm that. good there. Thanks. Big old pass. No, I'm like, I want to look, but I can't look because I'm not allowed to Google well, anything when we're recording. <laughs> I'm grateful for children because they give us their TV shows, but that's all. <laughs> yeah, I know. Josh the other day said something about cartoons and how I never watch cartoons. I just looked at him. He's like, yeah, I was kidding because I watch <laughs> cartoons all the all time. The time. <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't, I don't I do them. a lot of cartoons. I don't, I have to say. Uh, I consume a lot of cartoons. Oh. oh my god, a Degrassi cartoon? Stop. Oh my god. Maybe that's how we could become rich. By, by copyright cut, cut this part. You're <laughs> 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 our schemes. <laughs> Even though I don't think either of us can do voices or draw. <laughs> no, that's not. I can draw digitally, but not not real life all right so what's our next book is oh it's shane no is it shane it is it's shane oh so it's his version of the the sex act oh yeah and uh shane is a little bit longer and i have to say i was not excited uh because it was longer but Uh written by susan nielsen and you can already tell that she is going to be an author in the future um yeah because I didn't fall asleep every five minutes. I, I liked the Shane book and it made me like him more as a character. And so That's I was good. very surprised when I read that book. I was, yeah, I was, I was surprised by it. So, okay. So I just did a naughty and I Googled while we were talking uh-huh. and enemas are no longer routinely given to birthing mothers. Practitioners once adopted this practice to empty a woman's bowels before her baby made his way through the birth canal, believing that with less crowding, the baby would emerge (laughs) more easily and into a more sterile environment. Thank you, parents. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Yes. All right. You know me, always rounding it out nicely. (laughs) So thank you for joining us for Degrassi Book Club. I'm Jason, and next up we have Shane. <laughs> wow. And hopefully we'll have less um, abrasive subject matter. <laughs> less enema talk. I think yes. I don't think I don't remember any enemas in that book, so that's good. <laughs> we'll have to write some fan fiction about enemas. <laughs> I think I'm good there. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, All thank right. you for listening in. Absolutely. And, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Sounds good to me. Bye. Join us next time as we discuss the next volume in the series. Shane.